Hello, and welcome back to the Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your host and your dungeon master for another thrilling D&D adventure. Joining me here today, we have... Daniel, playing Chet Bleak. Hey, all playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Falrock. I'm Matt, and I play Leolin. Waffle, playing Tarjax Psycho. So, no mail. Who wants to give us a recap? We, we got our shit got our, back. Yeah, we got our shit back. And almost had to deal with a flying uh, caravan cart thing. I want to. But... It was not flying. No, it wasn't flying. But it was like a pirate ship in like a covered wagon. Yeah. So I think it was going to fly, and we kind of messed it up. I don't that think Aldrax is capable of flight. I think. Well, they, that's they not true. That but. They are. They definitely have a balloonist core that is capable of flight. Float. We've been over this. Being in a balloon is not the same thing as flight. <laughs> Being suspended in air is nothing yeah. like flight. Yeah. Okay. They they have upwards mobility capabilities. Um, <laughs> this is... It, but We're going to Photoshop... Yeah. Okay, Matt, when you make the TikTok out of this, we need... Uh, we need Waffle on Woody's body from Toy Story, and we need Zach... <laughs> Buzz Lightyear's body. <laughs> They're Honestly, falling with style. If a, if a gigantic moon <laughs> erupted out of the top of that wagon and it began to soar into the sky, I would just command the wind and just sail it out over the edge and be like, have fun. Goodbye. <laughs> like, what are they going to do about it? You'd be surprised. So, yeah, we, um, I'm really glad we didn't have to worry about that surprise, though. Leyland yeah. flipped it over, and then I got on top, and I deployed chemical weapons against an enemy combatant. Yep. yep. And it turns out I'm very excited to learn that cloud kill is incredibly flammable. Uh huh. This it, is wonderful. All right. This yeah. Is, this is terrifying knowledge. Because now I basically have fireball. In a manner well, of speaking. Yeah. I'm just I'm just hoping Leyland doesn't get stuck in a cloud kill at some point. You know because... well, that you will. Usually it's electrocution, so Yeah, it'll happen. Don't this worry. is preordained. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're gonna be rescued by Annabelle Lexum. Yeah. <laughs> and thus the love story the begins. And then <laughs> with the light framing a pointed ear, she has a, a revelation, a moment. And then she, she flees, not ready to confront herself yet. Oh my god. <laughs> and thus begins the second wedding. <laughs> oh my god. No. Please, that, no. That's an art Which, title. Hey, speaking of uh, matrimony and marital bliss, um, we gotta go find Falrock's people, right? Is that... We're trying to find oh. the Don Kills, but first we need to go to the desert to find the, the Dragonborn peoples, and also Desmond's wife that he has forgotten. Yes, that's what we're doing. We're going to go but find I don't Desmond's have a wife. wife. I keep telling you guys that. Yeah, well, X, but you don't even remember that part, so... Don't worry about never, it. Never married. My first love has been Aquila. <laughs> right! Oh. Right! <laughs> Um, I don't believe we've met Aquila Incarnate, but we have definitely met someone that you claimed was your wife, so we'll get there. Don't worry. That would be really weird. And she didn't deny it, so that that's was the, the, the more yeah. that's the more surprising part. So one day one day, Desmond, you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile <laughs> and you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. And you may ask yourself, 
Well, how did I get here? <laughs> and then we'll sing the chorus. So yeah. We'll be ready. All right. Yep. Uh, Platinum, our Patreon Platinum members, your reward this week is listening to the Alchemist Club sing the chorus to that song. Uh, <laughs> you will have to pay us money to stop. <laughs> um, we also still have uh, um, Baron Yeldrin and uh, Volante uh, on the ship as well. Yeah. We need to drop them off somewhere. So eventually, uh, south of the Dragonglass yeah. Desert is eventually. the ideal. But... Yeah. <laughs> oh, we also probably want to pick up Basil and Ivy as well. You, you eventually. did pick up Basil and Ivy because you stopped at Lori's. Lounge. Oh right, they were. That's, that's where right. They stopped right. at Lori's Lounge and yeah, also got were. the secrets of adamantine. I will tell you yes. that everybody, including me, forgot that when we were, you know, actually at Lori's <laughs> Lounge because I edited I, that yeah. episode today. Yeah, <laughs> but that's where they were, and they are currently on in their cottage. You know, using a lot of spell slots on different variations on mend, picking up the pieces. Yeah. Literally again. Uh, I feel so bad, but at the same time, like I, it's it, we. There's nothing we could have done about that. Yeah, yeah. They, we just they know really from... got to switch over to Tupperware. Well, from now on, we also need to not just leave the tree ship some one place for long periods of time, yeah, apparently. Because yeah. what we that was for lorries. Then we found the you know crazy well mountain mountain place, and then lorries oh. only took a couple hours chronologically speaking. Um, we arrived back almost the same time we left from lorries because of time stuff, but right. The the day that we spent down in the the weird fortress place, and then it was mostly just that the Feywild took like three or four weeks. So yeah, yes. yeah, took a long, long time. Well, it wasn't. I don't really know what we would have done instead, though. Is the thing? Yeah, wedding preparations. I guess, like, well, like okay, the let's not let's out. not. Yeah, we're, yeah, it's, it's more so we're just. Yeah. There's very few places I feel like we can just set our ship down for long periods of time any- yeah. <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Not near Aldrox. Not not in Jux. Yeah. Like. Yeah. No. We we have to keep moving and hope we don't get caught. Basically. Which what else is new, right? So. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. It's been a running theme. All yep. right. I uh, I have set in a course for the Dragonglass Desert. Uh, our camouflage system is all spooled up and ready. We appear as a big fluffy cloud. I wandered I... lonely as a cloud. Yeah. Having remembered our adventure into the weird dimensional metal place, uh-huh. uh, I'm going to check all the secret places Tarajux hit our stash to make sure that uh, Aldrax didn't cart that away. Oh, right. Because there was adamantine and mithril. A lot of that would have been uh, down in your workshop in the Upgrade Forge, though. I, the, all of the adamantine that I had is inside the forge, yes. Yeah. But And it's like, we would have stacked most of ours down there, because we don't really have, like, ingot storage elsewhere. Like, right. I probably have a couple ingots of mithril, like, in my backpack, but um, yeah. most of the stuff we took, we would have stashed down in the forge, which was sealed off, I think, at... 
Well, I don't know. I We checked to make sure that the forge itself, like the upgrade forge device, was yeah. sealed and was not open. Um, but that's like a whole room, right? It's like an oven, and the stuff yeah. inside the oven is okay. You know what I mean, like I, I, I thought the whole, room. I thought just to get into, yeah, just to get to it was sealed. Like the door to the room that contains the oven was blocked off. Is that yeah. correct, Joe? Yes, that is correct. Oh, okay. Yeah, so right. everything in there is fine. Okay, okay, okay. I just, I just had that sinking feeling of, oh no, we gave Altrax adamantine. Um, <laughs> and, and to be fair to us, we did like say we checked the ship really good after yeah. we got airborne just to oh and we have two prisoners of war i'm just hoping oh again. right sure. yeah. yes yep what's the That's... plan with them are we throwing them up uh, i think we have them we have them cleaning the kitchen i remember yeah, that they're, so they're cleaning up the ship right now because they made a mess of the place um i mean we could always like just drop them off on like the edge of eldraxon territory or um Turn him over to Jux. Uh, Drop him off the edge of the world. Push him off the edge of the world. Mm-hmm. Are, are we going to... Have we interrogated them yet? I know that no. was kind of discussed. But... I don't know if Terra Jux is throwing him off the edge I... of the world of fate worse than death. Um, yeah, I think I about guess. think about where they would end up. Is that where you I mean, want to another... send soldiers of Aldrax? I mean, they're not going to be able to do anything once they get there. Isn't there another world down there, though? Yeah, and the Aldraxians are not going to survive. So, that, that's, an, that's another thing where it's like, we had that conversation on the ship, like, before we got knocked in the dream episode. So, oh, you guys remember that dream? That's convenient. Yeah. I don't have to do that whole rigmarole again. So, that, that's just no, another please, thing where it's Please like, explain again. My memory's kind of hazy. All right, so... What happened um, when you went below the anchor cloud? I know this seems kind of unlikely, but as some of you may recall from your hazy dream state that may or may not have happened, down down there below the clouds when you lowered me on a rope, there was another world. I saw strange structures suspended on floating islands and vast flying machines and... I think I saw people, but I'm not really sure because I was very far away and we did not bring enough rope. So next time we do that, we need about triple the amount of rope that we brought previously. And what made you unconscious? Um, uh, There's like a good 50 foot layer of uh, cloud that you can't really breathe. But after that, it gets very breathable. Right. Um, And we only had like 100 feet of rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... um, so next time around, I'm definitely going to cut myself free and use a fly spell. But uh, we really we need like uh, inside, am I right? You know those like old timey diving suits? We need some of those. Can't we just fly mm. the tree ship around and under? Uh, but the tree ship is not sealed. <laughs> I think it's like a dome, like a like a sphere. I'm not really sure how any of that works because, as you as we all recall, um, that cloud that we lowered me into like the continent is not sitting right up against the anchor storm correct joe like correct it's, it's pretty far it's up. a fair ways up so the fact that i was able to like dip myself down into that means that there was some dimensional stuff going on as well that we don't really understand still you were also pretty deep in the mountain at the time mm-hmm. you were pretty deep in the mountain but what i'm saying is i mean we, we, we were questioning if we were 
we were questioning if we were even on like the plane of right like yeah, rock and whatnot. So maybe that's not the anchor storm. Maybe or maybe the plane of elemental earth also has an anchor storm, which would be neat. Or maybe that was the transitional barrier between the plane of earth and the plane of air. Um, I, we we need to investigate further, uh, which I'm always willing to do. Like, put me in, coach. But yeah, but. Or where we, <laughs> I don't think we can just park our tree ship back yeah, there again we'll, anytime yeah. soon. We need to wait for the heat to die down. So we're plus, heading to the Dragon Glass Desert. Plus, it is kind of, I mean, if Aldrex, depending how long they were there and if they were checking out the place. We we thoroughly, hit it pretty thoroughly, as I recall. Yeah. I think we left it alone because it was already hidden pretty thoroughly. Well, so we, we closed the doors mm-hmm. and then I teleported outside. So. Hmm. Like it's it's sealed from the inside, and only by right. knowing that there is already a space there to teleport into would you be able to uh, discern it or unlock it, rather. And I think okay. we also put like some bushes in front or something. I don't know. Um. But yeah, uh, there's like another world down there, and we should definitely go check it out sometime. It's pretty cool. It's pretty neat. Well, one day. But today is not that day. Correct. To the Dragon Glass Desert! Away! <laughs> how are we going to... Did we say how we were going to find them? Uh-uh. Um, I mean, the desert's we, pretty vast. Ah, yes, but we have uh, a basil. Oh, we don't? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you guys did pick basil, them up. Uh, do we pick them up? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Basil's on board. And I'm I rifle through Desmond's stuff. I'm sure he has like uh, something from her, or like we would have gotten something from that ship, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, you're the one who learned like gymnastics with the deckhands. Yeah, right? well, yeah. So um, my my dear friends, uh, Kizzy, Ashby, and Jeanette. Um, who I'm expecting Joe to be able to bring back their full backstories <laughs> and, all their and their accents exactly as I remember them. Um, we we did work on like some spellcraft stuff, so maybe we could use that as like. I'm just trying to think. Do we have something from the ship that Basil could lock onto? I don't know. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. So. I wonder if I'm... we could use... Hmm, gonna... I, I say this ponderingly like I'm not the one who makes the final decision. <laughs> um, to locate Beatrix, you could probably use Desmond. Oh, is that... Even I mean, I, his... I go and I ask Basil like what he would need to be able to track a pirate ship in the desert, because he would know better than I would. Even in his state? like. Yeah, that's a good well, question. Listen... I don't know. I mean, the, I the it, bond of marriage transcends memory. I guess it's just a state of mind, yeah. I think there's an Adam Sandler movie about that. Yeah. It's really sad. <laughs> Are we talking about Click? No. Is no it, I was no, talking about 50 but... First Dates. 50 First Dates. Oh. Is that Adam Sandler? I've never seen it. It is. Okay. Yeah. Drew, Drew Barrymore. Click was very sad. Click made me cry. I Are will you... fully admit that on tape. <laughs> I was also a very young child at the time, but, <laughs> but like the existential terror of 
fast forwarding through your entire life and then finding yourself at a place where you are uh like uh physically frail and everybody hates you and you've just coasted through life was like oh my god there's a lot and you're being chased by what's his face yeah well, i've forgotten the actor's name now what who is it? christopher walken christopher walken yes thank you that was gonna kill me <laughs> you're, yeah you're being like relentlessly pursued by christopher walken <laughs> right uh so i asked basil um how we locate christopher walken and uh the nearest bed bath and beyond so that we can get a universal remote no um <laughs> So you ask Basil how to track a pirate ship in the desert, and he yeah. gives you an eyebrow waggle and goes, "Booty." <laughs> Booty could work. Um, well, this would be their first time seeing Desmond since, like, oh, since he got Desmond's, de-aged. Yeah, yeah. Like our Desmond's not our Desmond anymore. This is true. Um. Yeah, because we did, so when the ship stopped by uh, at the crystal monolith that we destroyed, they were, like, looting stuff from the bodies, as I recall. Um, like, they were they were scavenging from the battlefield, so... Um, mm-hmm. hmm. You do have your uh, whole bunch of loot that you took from kind of that same place. I have my old pauldron, you're correct. Oh, so and could... the Warhammer, yeah. So in the, go... uh, the the crystals that you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The well, the problem is yeah. anti-scrum. Unfortunately, yeah. the crystals are uniquely suited to not be used as... Right, right, right. Yeah. We should collect more of those while we're there. Just saying. Just put them all over the ship. <laughs> They're so useful. Everybody should be wearing a pendant that makes you immune to scrying. Well... Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we know where that, like, that monolith it was. I'm just like, I don't know how we would go from there to the pirate ship because we would still need something that the that something that we didn't is no exactly. Longer... We didn't exactly have good direction and. What not when we when we came across I don't I don't know if we could just yeah. find that in the middle of the desert. So. Other option, we just fly the ship through and Ched spawns a bunch of like high altitude turkey vultures and they fly <laughs> out and look for a ship in the desert because it's a pirate ship in the desert. See, you're it forgetting can't be that hard to find. You're forgetting the other thing that happened when you were hanging out with Beatrix, which is that you had to fight off a bunch of other pirate ships in the desert. Oh, God, yep. you're right. <laughs> yep. However, those pirate ships were not able to fly, and we have so much heavy ordnance now that <laughs> I kind of want to go mess up some sand pirates. Speaking of heavy ordnance, should we be looking for magic items and shit around here? Yeah, we might as well. We can scan um, for it. Yeah. I mean, if we've so, got Basil helping us look for things anyways. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we just have Desmond stand with Basil. Basil kind oh, of. Oh no, Desmond is right behind Falrock with a like a a bound tome, trying to get him to pick out the colors for his wedding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's more important. We. Can... Oh my god! It's every every single page is just just different shades of blue. The rock, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, um, here's a good way to do this. I, um, Beatrix's ship would have had, like, a particular flag on it, right? Because, like, every pirate has, like, their custom flag. Yes. Or, like, an insignia. And you'll recall that I... hers was three interlocked bees. I draw this for Basil, and I say, we need to find the flag bearing this symbol in the desert. Um, I might even have some uh, memno-fluid footage of our battle with the pirates. Because I, I was like, oh, this is rad. I would think you would, if for no other reason than you probably used it to take notes on the the wind ritual. Yeah, yeah, probably. So, um... <clears throat> I I very carefully skip over the portion of the bottle that I am not supposed to use anymore. <laughs> and I I go review some of the earlier footage and try to find like a, a good shot of that insignia so Basil's more familiar with it. Okay. Um, and then whoosh. That's the sound magic. I go while Desmond is distracted by being uh, Fall Rock playing his wedding. I go sneak into his quarters and try to find anything that might be related to um, his wife. Okay. Uh, make a stealth check. Desmond, make a perception check. You're going to have to roll for me. Can I... Um, I'm going to have to roll for you? Me? Yeah, because I remember my computer. I didn't remember my dice. Jack damn it, Christopher. <laughs> All right. Which d20 do I want to sully with Desmond's name? <laughs> is total of 23. Okay, oh Desmond, God. you got a 5. <laughs> I'm busy. Yeah, yeah that's like... <laughs> you're now... Farrakh is trying to do things, and you're standing behind him with a tape measure now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Do you want a, a, like a dark slate or a light slate suit? I am being particularly indecisive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, it has to be Onyx. Yeah. Can I even use? I I don't know. That's true. I mean, I'm technically Donkill, but like. The Onyx Duchy is no longer in the hands of the Donkills. They were exiled. Right. Rock, what's your birthstone? Onyx. (laughs) Yeah, Onyx, obviously. Hello. (laughs) What about your astrological sign? Like, you know. Um, (laughs) Mountain. Uh, (laughs) A volcano? Uh, Farrakh's astrological sign one moment no I have to do this properly (laughs) (laughs) alright listeners listeners you are hearing on the spot dwarven astrology being generated I am so ready okay so obviously it's going to be a type of igneous rock Um, unfortunately I'm not a geologist let's see here igneous rocks hummus well this is perfect I think that... Would it not be cinder? Cinder is, is an ash. Red cinder. Like the rock. Oh. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that cinnabar. <laughs> Isn't cinnabar a kind of rock? Yeah. I think... Yeah. Cinnabar I Island think, is named after. I think fall rock is an obsidian. Okay. <laughs> Oof. I got bad news for you this week about your uh, your investment prospects, but indoors. <laughs> is, it, is it like I'm down three diamonds and a pickaxe or something? 
You, I'm just saying that you should probably avoid the color maroon this week. Great. I don't have any maroon clothes anyways. The kobolds <laughs> come to attack your fortress. <laughs> so, yeah, what's what's in Desmond's room? I'm I am curious. Uh, now I need Leyland to make a uh, investigation check. Okay. Seventeen. <clears throat> okay. Uh, you are snooping around Desmond's quarters. There's a lot of nautical stuff in here, obviously. Yeah. Um. I don't know, Desmond. Do you keep your ship in the bottle on your person, or is it in your quarters? I would have kept, I would have put it on my like dresser. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so that's in there. Um, it's very neat and tidy, and like not at all what you were expecting. No, it, it's kind of it's kind of unsettling. Actually, the captain's coat is like <laughs> neatly pressed and hanging from a hook. Yep. The tricorn yep. hat sitting on top of it. He's got a little. Um, Vanity with his beard and sideburn trimming supplies all lined out. Ship shape. Ship shape is the word you would use to describe this room. Um, you have to do some digging to find anything. And there's, you're, you, there's like a sack at the bottom of one of his trunks that it looks like it hasn't been touched in a while. And there are some letters in there from Beatrix. You think that perhaps Desmond hasn't gotten around to cleaning in here yet. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, oh, I feel bad about I take the letters, though, and uh, I try to I put everything back as close to the way it looked beforehand. So. Do you look in the captain's coat? That's a good question. Do you look in the captain's coat? Are you, like, patting down his pockets? Oh, I, I would say I'd probably, if I was looking for something specific and thinking it might be th something he wore, he wore on his person or had on him at times, then yeah, I would. All right. There are, there are also letters in there. Um, Christopher, remind me who they're addressed to. Uh, let me, I'm pulling it up to see what I wrote down. It's, it's not really addressed to anybody. They're just kind of like letters that he never sent. Oh, we got a snoop. <laughs> You gotta snoop those letters. I take those as well. Okay, you have letters. Um, who does it look like they were for? Uh, somebody named Estio. Estia. Yeah. Do you read through them or like? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I, I didn't know if you had all if you had all that ready. Like, good on you. So. <laughs> Yeah, I look I look through them a little bit. Um, they're kind of wet and they're rather old. Um, some of them look like they're kind of falling apart just because of how soggy Desmond is. Um, <laughs> the most recent one was probably written right as we were going to the gnomes because oh. that was around September of last year, I think. I think yeah. that's where we were. Yeah. So let's see says, SDO, my boy, I'm sure you barely remember me by now, but I still want you to know, and then it's like, budged, smudged, you can't read it. My mother and I never quite agreed on how best to raise you. I wanted oh. to take you under my wing for your, on your 13th birthday since Beatrix could not have a grown man on her ship and in on the sand sea. 
after the war here, I'll seek you out and show you all the things I should have been there to show. And then it just gets real smudgy after that. Well, that's a turn I was like, I, I thought, I thought it was, you were going to be going a different direction. Not a hint of remorse. Oh. Like, <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of in, in shock at, at this one. Um, just cause obviously he's never, he's never mentioned a, a, a child. So, um, yeah, I put it away and, uh, along with the other ones and yeah, try to, um, you know, uh, make sure I didn't leave any wrinkles in his coat since it looked so nice and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I head out of there. All right. Uh, you come back to Terrajux like has five different sheets of paper that all have slightly different versions of the three B's that are interlocked. Yeah. On. It's like it, it looks like this. No, no, wait, hang on. The tail's wrong on this one. And I've got like, I have actual bees from the tree ship lined up on my console <laughs> to like, remember what a bee looks like. And I'm like, no, no, that wasn't it. And like turning them from side to side and they're, they're loving it. But We have a swarm just... of bees in the tree ship and you don't remember what a bee looks like. No, look, it's a specific kind of bee. I, I would like to point out here that when I say bees, I mean the letter B. Oh. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. How did you get? How did you? Why did? Why would know. you think regular like animal bees? I don't know. Her I name. That's kind of like a cool. Her name is Beatrix Belladonna Brineswell. Yeah, and it's right. like clever. She's like sting like a bee. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Look, 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 look. A, a bee is not the worst thing to have on a pirate flag. Okay. I. That's true. That's true. Um. <laughs> That seems perfectly reasonable to me. While, uh, so where's Desmond and Falrock now? Good question. Um, probably making sure that the, uh, prisoners are still cleaning and not getting into trouble. Just keeping an eye on them. Yeah, I, Chad, I believe, was on prisoner duty at the time. Well, I'm trying to do something that makes me look busy so I can ignore him, is what I was thinking of. And I'm like, I don't have any chores necessarily right now. And he'd just stand there asking me more questions if I tried to meditate. So, um, you know what? I'm going to go and parkour around the uh, uh, the branches up above and okay. do do some training. And you'll just like yell questions from below or something. Yeah, I was like, so it's it's an open bar, right? <laughs> of course. Okay. It's a dwarven it's the one, wedding. It's the one thing Wait, that I answered, by the way. Is is Desmond is Desmond gonna mar- is Desmond gonna marry you all? Yes. Oh <laughs> if anyone else is available, no. <laughs> There's not. You you don't want a quill to bless your wedding? <laughs> bless your marriage? Not not Necessarily, nothing against it, but not necessarily, you know. All right, so when they go up, and I, I give it a few minutes, and then I see Tarjux struggling to describe this flag or whatever, and I pull out a couple of the letters from Beatrix, and I put those down. And I'm like, maybe this will help Basil a bit more. 
good idea. But and I, as I am, you know, gonna go hand these off to uh, Basil. I'm I'm snooping. I'm getting my I, snoop on. I, I don't hand over the ones about us. I tried to get my snoop on. Okay. We're going to take a brief moment here to go over to the kitchens with Ched, <clears throat> where the the two prisoners are trying to, like, make a perception check for me, Ched. Sure. Ba, ba, ba. Oh, no. Um, three plus... 12 three okay let me just my perception is a plus nine yeah i i kind of figured <laughs> um so you see like pieces of silverware are being polished and then sliding into various folds of their and uniforms rather than back into the cutlery drawer where they belong and how many of them are there there are two prisoners they have, okay. by your count, uh, there are three snake knives, two butter knives, uh, six forks, and a spoon currently missing. <laughs> and a spoon? Yeah. Look, you, you got to admire the initiative at the very least. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, and I... So... Are they facing away from me? Like, where where am I? What am I... That's I mean, you tell the... me. They are in the kitchen. Okay. They are currently uh, setting to rights the mess that was made by their compatriots during their survey of Teliferous. Okay. Well, I, I couldn't possibly just be standing there watching them, um, or else they wouldn't. We they wouldn't be stupid enough. To They're just trying very slide. hard to be very sneaky. You have you've got that eagle eye vision, you know. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, let's just say I'm, like, cooking a stir-fry or something, and I happen to notice this. Okay. Um, and I, I, I turn off the range and set the um, the pan aside. Um, and I, I say, ho there! They jump. They, they jump. Yeah. They know I'm in the room, don't they? Like, okay. Yeah, so... they, they got that guilty conscience. <clears throat> and you've been pretty silent thus far, I would say, probably. I don't know, have you been chattering at them? Hell no. So they're Aldraxan. They've probably never scum. even seen Why would I? Yeah. yeah, that's also they're probably true. just they're probably scared just being in the room with me. So you guys mind telling me exactly what it is? And you know, I'm I'm not I'm not here to to I'm I'm not gonna drag you on the rug, okay? But um, what have you been doing with the silverware? I I notice uh. You both sound kind of jingly. They turn to look <laughs> at each other, and then they turn to look at you, and then they lunge at you with steak knives! Okay. I should have readied something then, I guess. Uh, so, what's am I rolling class? for initiative? No, what's your armor class? Um, 14. Okay. Uh, one of them cuts you with a steak knife for one damage. Okay. <laughs> wow. You, you have a still-hot pan of stir-fry at your disposal. Oh, I'm not ruining I'm not ruining our food on this scum. So I take a step back, and I put my hands out, and I say, try that again, and you'll both be turned into rats. Uh, one of them takes another swipe at you. 
and I cast Polymorph, <laughs> and okay. I turn him into a rat. What's the save DC on that? It will be uh, 8 plus my proficiency, 12 plus my wisdom, 17. Jesus. He turns into a rat, and the other one, uh -huh. like, you've never seen Silverware move so fast out of his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, okay, didn't even know you could talk, never mind that you could turn people into animals. Didn't know I could talk. I, my mind is blown. Okay, yeah. So the next time you want to, you want to one steal from us, and two for the purposes of harming us or anybody on this ship, let alone, let alone uh, any of the visitors we have on our ship, I will turn you into a rat permanently, or I'll slit your throat. Why not both? <laughs> Porky because maybe maybe I'm feeling merciful and I just want to put him in rat timeout. I see. So I pick up I pick up his friend I pick up the rat compatriot and rat and I I put him into one of the uh, drawers in <laughs> in the kitchen uh, just under the silverware. Okay. So that now for the next for the next however long it takes for this guy to finish up the rest of the silverware. He is going to be a rat in a drawer, and the drawer above him is going to be is is going to be roaring open and roaring closed over and over and over. That's kind of sadistic. God. <laughs> um, Hell yeah! And I and I set I set a timer in my head for an hour because uh, I think that's how long they have in, until he turns yeah, back into a man. I, what, what would happen if he polymorphs back in the? You're gonna need uh, new shelves. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it would be like dropping a brick on a tube of toothpaste. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> um. Anyway, okay. So Ched's committing war crimes. <laughs> that he's not. Is not he's not hurt. Crime. Yeah. He's just a rat. He's fine. <laughs> Excuse me. They, they started it. I turn the range back on and get back to cooking the stir fry. Okay, May, uh, roll the d20 for me. Oh, is this okay? Can I add anything to this? Um, you can add your wisdom modifier. Okay. Fourteen. It's a delicious stir fry. Thank you. The Alchemist Club. High octane stir fry action. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, uh, as a show of, of good faith, um, I motion over to the guy who is, um, the, the remaining prisoner who is polishing silver ore and say, hey, give this a try. I think you'll like it. He very hesitantly takes a bite and then like pats himself to make sure he hasn't turned into a rat. <laughs> it's you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Don't attack us again. Okay. And uh and we won't have any problems. That's some psychological warfare going on here. Turn one into a rat, feed the other, like uh -huh. Well, that's that's how you're supposed to do it when you're interrogating like groups of prisoners. You befriend one of oh. them and it ostracizes them from the rest of their group. 
We missed a very like easy low ball thing here where he should have just summoned a bear and did good cop bear cop. Oh my god. Well, see, that's the well, thing. We, we can do that later. Ched, Ched is taking the initiative into his own hands and being both the good cop and the bad cop. Yeah. He's trying. Yeah. Come on, man. I just want you to be honest, okay? Like, what do you what do you know? All right? And I I I I always tell the truth and I expect other people to tell the truth. It's it's what I like to hear. It's what they like to hear. It's so we can trust each other. It's so we can, you know, we could build a, a relationship. We can um, I mean, that's just how the world works, okay? It, you know, it's it, it runs on expectations. It runs on uh, what you can predict, what, what people will tell you, what they'll share. And it all falls apart if we can't do... So, what? I'm, I'm telling this to the prisoner. Oh, I'm saying to the prisoner, yeah. hey, hey, you know, all I, all I want is the truth. And that's not so hard, right? I don't... You haven't even asked me anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And that's fair. That's fair. I, I'm just saying, if I ever do, I just want the truth, man. And I, we could we could cast a spell. We could make it hard. We could make it easy, okay? But it's also, we could just talk. Okay. The prisoners are terrified of Ched. <laughs> Excellent. Let's go back to wherever Tara Jux and Leolin are at the moment, probably by this crying pool. Yep. With Basil. And uh yeah, I hand um I hand Basil the letters from um Beatrix. So like can this help locate her at all? He says, Oh, this is much better and he like turns away <laughs> from Waffle's whiteboards full of different different style <laughs> letter B's. <laughs> um some of them still have like bee wings. Like I, I couldn't quite. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, there's a little stinger on the serif. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, no, no. But they were like stylized, like a bee. <laughs> that is, that was an incredible moment <laughs> that I'm gonna treasure for a long time. <laughs> uh. Anyway, uh, he goes. Yes, these are perfect, and he does his little ritual thing and uh, a topographical map of the dragonglass desert arises out of the scrying pool and Ooh. you can see Ooh. a little uh, blinky red light where Beatrix is located I um, <laughs> I take a T-snap so that I know I'm headed and then uh, I go down to the navigation console and key in a new route. All right. And while Basil's up there, I explain that we'd also like to do another sweep for meaningful magic items to feed to the reactor if he is not tapped out for the day. I don't know how... Clearly we need to upgrade this thing a little bit. I don't know how strenuous his uh, scrying effects are, but if he's got another one in the tank, we could really use it. He... Um nods and says i'll see what i can do it's we've been uh re rebuilding the cottage yeah we... sorry, sorry about that i mean it's only partly your fault they were they were unkind to our possessions when they were sort of searching do you well, know it is all it is all drax so they took almost all of the tea that we had 
sons Barbaric. of bitches. Yeah, not great. We we spent a long time preparing those blends. I'm going Another to write... nail in the coffin. We got two prisoners. If you want to, you know, give them a piece of your mind or whatever whatever a botanist does. <laughs> Yelling when he's... at them would make you feel just, better. <laughs> just lecture them. Yeah. You know, we might. That's that's more Ivy's shtick, but she might take you up on that. And he uh, he wanders out to go and set his home to rights. Oh, well, real quick before you go, what, what happened to our what happened to our halfling friend? What happened to your halfling? Not the halfling, but the 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 guy. guy uh, the, that the oh, the, the old flame from college you. that we had to go beat. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah, he's he's getting help. Uh, <laughs> he says we took him to a therapist. And he's under house arrest for, you know, kidnapping. So Mm -hmm. that's going. We haven't really been keeping in touch since we left, as you might understand. For sure. House arrest for kidnapping like a group of eight people or whatever? That's pretty pretty easy. Big ducks. (laughs) Jax could could have some more stringent, um, no. He's been Laws placed under there. house arrest by a bunch of wizards. Ah. So. <laughs> Which, in their case, actually means turning you into a rat and putting you in the silverware drawer. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a druid's version of house arrest. <laughs> You have to be creative because a lot of druids don't have houses. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he he disappears down the stairs, and you are flown out to the Dragonglass Desert. It's a it's a smooth trip. Um, you have to do a bit of fancy flying to avoid a dust storm that like towers up into the atmosphere, but it's no no problem for the seasoned crew of Teliferous. Do I give Falmark's wedding planned like 20%, 30%? Make, uh, roll 2d20s for me. You can add... What do I want to make you add? Let's do intelligence. I get plus one to that. Okay, see. Oh. Falrock, I also want you to roll a d20 for me. Okay. You can add charisma. Oh boy. <laughs> is this, an, is this a, a 12 and a 9? So 13 and a 10. Okay. I got an 8. <laughs> Alright, so during during the space of this trip, which is only a couple days, um, you, like, Falrock finds himself cracking a little bit under the strain mm-hmm. of your constant planning and questions, and you do manage to get a little bit of useful data out of him. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would say that you, the wedding's probably at, yeah, about 20% now, okay. according to your notes. It's pretty good. It's better than you expected. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <clears throat> 
and you arrive and you are hovering over the Dragonglass Desert and you can see below you that there is indeed a a sand ship cutting through the dunes. Well, there we go. Um, I, uh, I tell Desmond to zoom in enhance to make sure that we're about I, to... I don't want right to be here. here. I have no idea why we're here. I'm busy... Keeping myself. Oh, that's occupied. right. I'm, I'm the only one on the bridge right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Tarjax Heiko show. I would never have agreed to come. All right. If I couldn't um, plan the wedding. I'm gonna buzz the tower. Okay. What What exactly does that mean in this context? <laughs> uh, that means I am going to uh, pull the tree ship up alongside the um, the the place where the wheel is helm yeah the helm and i'm going to lean out the window over our balcony and try to get someone's attention uh you have someone's attention there are a lot of like crossbows being pointed at the yeah 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 that's that's perfect i i (laughs) lean out the window i go hey beatrix (laughs) we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty to get fired on yeah a, a crossbow oh, yes. bolt whizzes past your head i need to talk to beatrix it's about desmond um i don't know why like i'm shouting over the wind but there's probably not that much wind actually so there is because i mean it's moving at a fair clip the okay, the yeah. three various magic users are yeah. are at work right now okay um you see a woman uh, up in the crow's nest grab onto a rope and do like a cool piratey slide down the rigging um, until she lands kind of on top of the the cabins uh, behind the helm. So cool. And she squints up at you and says, is that you, Terajux? Hey! When'd you get a tree? Oh, you know. <laughs> um, actually, it wasn't too long after you uh, dropped us off at the edge of the desert. It was just laying around, so we thought, heck, why not? No kidding. Um, I was wondering where it went. Yeah. Well, it turns out it flies. Um, can we can we sit down somewhere, or how you want to do this? She turns to her crew and shouts some orders, and uh, the sandpiper comes to a halt. Okay, I'll uh, I'll put the teliferous down reasonably close. Um, I imagine teliferous is not super thrilled about taking root in sand. It's not happy, no. Yeah, I, I, uh, I pat the console. I'm like, shh, 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 tell me for a little bit. Does, no. Is there any sort of impact on like you know? And usually we have to root to, for it to like, you know, recharge or yeah, whatever, we, right? We probably like, can't. Probably like, not getting anything. Well, except unless we go to an oasis, probably. Yeah. yeah, none of you have access to that information. That would be something Desmond would know if he was in his yeah. seat. Uh, yeah. So I set the ship down. And uh, vault the railing, and uh, <clears throat> look, I might be showing off a little bit, um, 
I I fly directly over uh to the not like onto the railing of their ship, but close enough that I can sort of uh prance through the air effortlessly and say, Captain, permission to come aboard. I, I'm walking over there as well. So <laughs> granted, she says, and, and uh, I step lightly onto the deck. Okay. Um, she they drop the gangplank for Leyland. Mm-hmm. Who can't fly? Um, so yeah, I give I give the usual uh, the greetings to the familiar faces I remember. Uh, there's a lot of introductions because we have to introduce Basil and Ivy, and then we also have to introduce um, our iconoclast friends if they are interested in this meeting. Barian uh, is out there schmoozing. Yeah, Valanthe is standing. Like, you turn around and she's up on the observation deck watching you like a hawk. <laughs> right. She's just standing there. Menacing. <laughs> Desmond, did anyone else come out? or? No, I'm keeping him busy until you guys can explain what's going yeah, on. Yeah. So, gotcha. pretty quickly after I've, you know, uh, double finger pistoled a lot of people, um, I sidle on up to uh captain beatrix belladonna brineswell and um my jovial face uh grows slightly more serious and i say something happened to desmond um he's alive he's okay physically we just is there somewhere we could talk about this it's a delicate situation and we don't really know who else to turn to make not he's not really desmond make a persuasion check for me Sure. Uh, that's a nat 20, so that is going to be uh, a, a 29. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, a, a little tear twinkling at the corner of my eye and a an uncertain quiver of the lip. Um, and a phantom violin that's very, yeah. very small. <laughs> Her expression uh, doesn't change, but there is a... You, there's like a softening around the eyes and she says yes let's go to my quarters sounds good uh, and i follow along yep so Pass by Jeanette, I, I, I go i go, go as well i go work. as well uh-huh. uh and then once we're inside i i feel like uh bella beatrix kind of on the level here as far as like um we can tell her some of what we get up to. So I explain not necessarily the entire story, but the fact that we were in the Feywild on a mission. We lost sight of Desmond for a bit uh, in the chaos of a dark carnival. And when we found him again, he had been led astray by some kind of spider queen entity. And she seems to have stolen his memories well, we, his they past? were made they were making like a blood pact yeah it was a trade he got he got like a cool ship out of it but um he doesn't he got a remember, ship in the bottle he doesn't remember you um he doesn't remember a lot of his past and also he's really really into being a cleric of aquila now like like born again kind of he's he's an enthusiastic follower of aquila and it's strange, but that part wasn't super concerning to me. But the fact that he doesn't remember you at all is like, um, obviously that's a problem. Uh, 
Uh, He's also really positive and optimistic and happy, and that's really kind of off-putting for us. And it also... (laughs) When we say it out loud, it's kind of fucked up. Uh, Yeah. But... (laughs) Mostly, we just wanted to check in with you and try and figure out if... Knowing what you know of Desmond, if he got offered a Faustian bargain by the Fae to expunge part of his memory in a a dark trade, do you know sort of what he would have lost or what he would have traded away? Because we're not really sure what to do about all of this or if anything needs to be done. And you know his past, and I think now you're the only one who knows his past, so... Uh, here we are. This is... Hmm. She sits back and pours herself a, a little bit of grog. <laughs> Sips it contemplatively before knocking back the entire glass in one swallow. Sorry to dump this on you all at once. Um, we'll blow up a couple uh, enemy pirate ships for you in compensation, if that would help. Uncharacteristically, she does not rise to the bait there. Um, She leans back and says, if I were to say that he would give up anything, it would be the deal that he made with Aquila. He made a deal with... like Like a deal as in joining the church, right? As in becoming one of her chosen. Oh, I thought that was like a thing you would be born with. What What was the terms of that deal? Because, I mean, prior to this encounter with the Fae... Oh, if you would recall, he was... His ship got hit, he was dying. He wanted, like, a second chance at life. So he, like, gave into the the whole Aquila thing. But, you know course regrets after he was out of that life death you know trial and tribulation right in a while what exactly were the terms of this because i mean is he just supposed to do her bidding forever as in exchange for saving his life or was there like a you, know, you have to give something else up besides was, just obviously serving her was he supposed to accomplish something only Desmond knows. She she leans a little like she's rocking back on two legs of her chair now. Um, her eyes are kind of looking into the middle distance, and she says, "He didn't talk about it very much when he came back from that that particular voyage. He was not sober at all for." a very long time he was a changed man grimmer sadder she tips back forward he tells me that he his ship got wrecked in a storm and he was cast pretty deep into the Eversea couldn't find his way back out and you'll remember that before he got youngified, he had really bad scars all over his back and stuff like that, too. Yeah. Um, and who can say what 
what lives at the bottom of the Eversea, or indeed if the Eversea even has a bottom. But he says that he was desperate and wanted a way back out, and she came to him there in that place and offered him a path, and he took it. Mm. He never told me exactly what the terms of the deal were, only that he was very bitter and resentful about it. So I certainly seem to regret it until this uh, newfound religion. Um, what do you think we should do about it? Like, I mean, we could we could have him come say hi. He does not would not even recognize you. I'm be pretty positive. That doesn't sound like something that would be enjoyable for either of us. Yeah, fair enough. She leans forward further. Now she's peering at the two of you intently. And she says, Does he still remember our son? And I go, And I look over and... at Leyland, who's not even phased. And I'm like, Yeah, I wasn't too comfortable sharing all of that, but had letters that he never sent to his son in his captain's jacket but but you'll you'll I, recall that they were dated like yeah they're, they're pretty ago. old yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're fairly old um he had never mentioned his son before or um, after this happened well uh, well obviously so i don't but i, I it, it seems to be all of his memories tied to his family that he lost so I, I can't say sure but I would I would guess not it sounds like he did with these letters and I hand her the letters uh, the unsent letters takes them and rifles through them for a moment and tucks them into the pocket of her captain's coat I tell her if, if he is always going to be like this. I figured you should have him. And I appreciate that. This is, this is troubling. And I don't have a solution for you. I'm not an expert in fairy magic. I'm a sand pirate. Why do you think we he We just would... thought someone should know. And I, I don't know. You're the only person we could think of. It's not like Desmond has a whole lot of family kicking around these days. He was given a ship in a bottle at the end of this transaction. Do you know any, would you happen to know any, what that might have to do with? He was always sad about the one he lost. I wonder if that's the, he kept that memory of the ship, perhaps. Or maybe the memories are somehow in that bottle still. Only one way to find out. <laughs> There's... Yeah, we gotta throw it into the upgrade forge. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a long silence. She is looking at the table mostly. Um, after after a, a couple of minutes have passed, she stands up and says, "Well, gentlemen, thank you for bringing me this news. I don't see that there's anything I can do." to help with the situation of course i 
Where is his son? Where is your son? You'll forgive me if I'm not terribly comfortable disclosing that information to a group of relative strangers who are constantly on the run from everyone they meet. Yeah, fair. Just meant, you know, that's his the only other connection t- might have, or, you know, you, are you going to tell him about this? Like, what, what about... Frankly, I'm not sure what... he deserves to know anymore. It's true. Did kind of turn his back on it. Is there a falling out between them? That is none of your business. I, uh, I'm i already standing and uh, excusing myself with uh, mumbling something about wind magic. Fair enough. Well, this got... This got super awkward. Super quick. Got pretty, yeah, pretty terse pretty quick. So, um, you know, I'm glad we could... Or, well, at least you know. And, um, yeah. Stay... Stay safe on the sands. We always do. And she gestures for you to exit both her cabin and her ship. I I do want to swing by um, and talk to Jeanette, Kizzy, and Ashby about um, the... Because uh, originally the Teliferous sort of camouflage spell is a modification of the wind magic that they originally came up with for yes. uh, moving the sails. So I wanted to circle back around with them and kind of show off the spell I made, but also kind of get their input of like, hey, you know, is there any way I could modify this to make it uh, last longer without my intervention or you know require fewer large vats of water sitting out on the front lawn or like what what's your take on this how'd i do um they give you some <laughs> this is my very... first time doing formalized magic you know they give you some very like terse recommendations um mm-hmm. and you feel like you could probably utilize their knowledge to make improvements to the spell in a manner you see fit um, fantastic but they like it's it's very short it's very curt and yeah they don't like me i know they don't like you and beatrix is getting the yeah hyper ready to be her foot when yeah. you to leave uh-huh. <laughs> hey, hey, hey tara jack's like i'm pretty sure she wants both of us off the ship yeah, and yeah, in yeah. point of fact sorry I, I kind of asked too many questions i'm i i don't imagine that tara's feet are often on the ground anymore um so only when necessary it's a little bit of a surprise to you when the sandpiper starts leaving out from underneath you yeah and i just i just uh i wave it off and uh i will float back over to the bridge and uh let that be where it is let me get back in there and i find fall rock and i'm like i'm hoping I, I I find Fall Rock, and I say I hope the Donkills are happy to see you, at least. Cause... <laughs> hey guys, did you get what you needed? <laughs> uh, most uh, of them probably don't know me, actually. Kind of. Well, at least maybe they'll be a bit friendlier. <laughs> I have gossip for you later. Okay. I I mean I really I don't know like. 
before things happened, I was uh, like so far down down the chain that I, you know, Donkill in name and pride, but not necessarily of any kind of standing. So, yes, I maybe I've met one of them once. I there was I don't know. Uh, when you were younger, like childhood angsty teenage Falrock. Um, there was very a, angsty a God. big. Um, like a clan feast sort of deal oh. that everybody had to go to, and you met a lot of your extended family there. That nice. would have been what, like half a century ago, more. Yeah, yeah, so, at least fifty years. Yeah. So with Falrock and Desmond still standing there, I'm like, so Falrock after the wedding, you know, like any any kids' plans on the horizon or anything? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Because I'm not good. I'm not good. Leyland's not good at subtlety or, you know, anything like that. Which is so. ironic for somebody who regularly cloaks himself in shadow. I, he's not he's damn. not good at he's not good at conversational subtlety. Why, why do you think he cloaks Leyland's himself? Foot. Yeah. Why do you think he cloaks himself? Like obviously bad at conversations? As I bring this up, I'm looking for any sort of reaction from Desmond. Nope, stone-faced. Balrock is busy glaring daggers at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, you know, a, a, a baby donkey in the f- future. Um, <laughs> what about you, Terrajax? Do you have any kids? Like, no. I know you had that, you had that, why don't you have that what thing you, with the... What are you doing? <laughs> what? What what is going on here? You'll you'll have to forgive Leyland. He is experiencing severe heat stroke right now <laughs> and really needs to go lay down, don't you, Leyland? Yeah, yeah. Also, come on, I keep it classy. Alright. That's where we're gonna end our episode here. <laughs> um, Confused and angered. <laughs> yeah. That's how we leave Farag at the end of the episode. Always. Any episode um, where we can do that is a plus. I haven't had time to plot out exactly where I want the Donkills to have been exiled to, so we're we're gonna get to that. But <laughs> we'll get there. Um, this has been an episode of the Alchemist Club. That was there was kind of a lot there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It was kind of silly at the beginning, and you know we always like to did chase it, get it real? yeah with a, yeah. a hefty dose of serious, but. I've been Joe, your host and Dungeon Master for this thrilling D&D adventure. Uh, if you wish to get in touch with us, you can do so at thealchemistclub88 at gmail.com or thealchemistsclub88 at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on just about any podcast hosting uh, platform. So take a look, leave a review. We have a review now. We've gotten a review. Um, maybe more have come since then, but I was very excited about that. Uh, Matthew, socials. Um, we are on Twitter at the Alchemist underscore Club and TikTok at, at the Alchemist Club. All right, and our intrepid adventures today were Daniel playing Shed Fleek, Ahol playing Amnesia Desmond. <laughs> I'm Zach, and I play unfortunately the wedding planning Fall Rock. I'm Matt, and I play Can't Take a Hint Leyland. <laughs> <laughs> Waffle playing Tarjux. Thanks for joining us.